AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my heart. Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and of course, you're listening to Eye on Real Estate at 866-970-9622. I'm here with my co-host, Sherry Feeney, and uh, Ace, what is super, oh, just Ace W, I just can't do it anymore, I'm just, so you'll just know. No, we're getting better last week. Um, yeah, and by the way, Ace, there's, there's so many people that are, I mean, so many people, like, adore you, it's unbelievable. I, uh, I just ran into a couple of people that work for Ace, and, uh. They couldn't say enough wonderful things about him. Uh, so I just, uh, besides for being good-looking, smart, a wizard, cool, and uh, an entrepreneur, I would a real entrepreneur, I just want to say he's also loved by everyone. Okay, so. Oh, my God. Um, as did, I did, promised. Uh, did they send you flowers or something I'm morning? doing yours. No. I'm I doing mean, yours. Wait, The Jerry, wonderful godlike. I'm uh, staying over your home. <laughs> well, I'm staying over your home. And, okay. of course, if I have royal treatment, okay. then I'll be saying wonderful things about you. All right. I'll if I don't. planning that. <laughs> but I do it. No, but this everyone tells the, me that when they go to this Jerry's, is the ace hour. he's the host of the... No, everyone tells me you're the best host. So I, I enjoy really having guests. Go above yes. and beyond. Oh, I try. Yes. And I even try. your uh, to good, go and have royalty friend, like Ace you know. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even Chris? No, Ace, weren't you just there? Even Ace told yeah. me that. He said it's unbelievable. Oh, Jerry's really an amazing cook as well, Dodgy. Yes, I know. I know. And and I'm so glad because really the fact is that honestly that Jerry really loves the home that he bought. And to me, I do. there's no greater joy than buying something, you know, and, and, and loving what you bought and loving that feeling that it's yours and that you own it and that you can make it be whatever you want it to be. And I, 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 was, I look, I'm such I was a late in life. home ownership. Mm-hmm. I was late in life when I did it. doesn't I, matter. I, I, was like the, I was like the shoemaker's kids or whatever they say, you know, doing it for everybody else. And I got to tell you, it's just like they say, is no feeling like it. I mean, I get up in the morning and I walk around and look at the yard and look at all the work to be done, but look at the yard and... That's a wonderful feeling. And Jerry, I get up in the morning. I -hmm. check on my house now. That's two years. (laughs) Tell us about the renovation. How is it? Yeah, give us an update. uh, I walk in. I walked in last night. And I'm sleeping in my basement, so don't think I can rough it. Uh, Uh And and I really shouldn't be because the fumes are getting to me. That's why I have to go to Jerry's house and stay. But anyhow, I say, well... I look around to see if there's anything done in the week that I've not been there, and of course, not much usually. But um, I say, 
well, one day, one day this is going to be. Now, I love the house when I bought it, but now I kind of changed it. And I mm-hmm. and I have to tell you, I did it the way I like to live. You know, not like I, you know, I did it the way I live. And, and to me, there's no greater joy than owning something. Yeah. And I'm also a person that my roots and like my, 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 my roots and where I live is important that I have a home that's mine. I, when I first came into the city to run Douglas Elliman, I was renting and every year, you know, and it was, they were all furnished apartments and they were nicely furnished, but it wasn't my furniture. And every year somebody would sell it or something. And I was like, I don't want to I don't want to have that feeling that they could sell it on me. I want to know that it's mine. Now, I don't know how you felt before that, Jim. Like, why didn't you? Just curiosity. Why didn't you buy? Like, uh, what made well, you, you know, wait? I spent or a like, lot of. Was it just important? I spent a lot of time building my business, and you know, as when you're building right. your business, you don't always have a lot of extra uh, capital. And I just also just delayed it. I just said I'm going to get to it, but I was always so busy, and uh, right. and then finally, uh, you know, I just said, let's go look, and we we bought within two hours. But um, it is it is a wonderful feeling. It really is. And, and you know, I always tell people I, I'm going to own this one until I die because I keep putting all this money into it. I'll never get it out. So I'm not I'm not. But you being... know something? Well, that's what I just said. And, but I said, you know, if you again, you don't want to blow money. And, and there's one thing buying something for an investment. And certainly uh, you tend to not want to over improve your home. But if you're living it and you love it and it brings you happiness and, and you have yes. the money to do it, then it really doesn't matter. Right. That's right. I mean, I, you know, it's not uh, an investment. But if you this have to, a, if you think, yeah, but, it, but, but, but if it's something that you might eventually have to sell, then you still have to look at like not over approving it. Like you, what they, they call it a white elephant, yeah. which is when let, let's say the <laughs> average price is 700000 and you buy this house and you make and build a house and it costs you a million dollars and it's mm-hmm. far better than anybody else's house. It's far bigger. And then it stands out. And then usually what happens is people that want a million dollar house want to live where there's other million dollar houses. Now that right. sometimes changes because, you know, I was in Noyak, which is north in the Hamptons. And I see, and I tell people, oh, you should buy a Noyak if you're looking for a good investment. Cause I'll see, a house that's like a cottage that was like a summer house that's tiny. Mm-hmm. That's maybe a thousand square feet. And then next to it will be like this huge 4,000 square foot house. Yeah. So I see that they're, you know, so, well, across, so you have across, to look at it. But across a lake from me, Derek Jeter's house, he's selling it. And uh, so that'll be a good comp. It's on the market for $14 million. Uh, so $14 million. And we're looking. It's enormous. I mean, it's a huge beautiful house that he built there but um you know somebody with a big family it's close to new york city give me a call we'll show it to you yeah that'd be perfect be for Jerry's you neighbor yeah exactly how lucky and he's a good neighbor to have and you know, first you have to go and we we always say always visit your neighbors and welcome them to the welcome yes. them to the the area it's always nice to do it's always good to you don't have to be overly friendly with your neighbors, but to just have some nice relationship. Anyhow, Dan, I am so thrilled to have you on. Dan, and, the credit man. Uh, the credit guy. And we say credit rules today. As, so can you explain? Now, you, um, there was a recent story about credit monitoring fraud. 
so how you know there was a story that you know the people are are getting they're getting this fraud going on and how can our listeners avoid falling for it? <laughs> well, basically. Uh, on that particular article, which just came out recently, actually it's been in the works since January of uh, 2017. And what they were doing is there was a couple people that were uh, throwing ads in on Craigslist to uh, have people uh, uh, get property. But to show the property, they had to have them go to their website and sign up for a free credit report. Mm. Well, it turns out that the free credit report is basically a, a credit monitoring service that is going to cost them uh, twenty nine ninety five a month. So, uh, people, well, so of course, wait a second. Yeah. they advertise it as a free credit report, right? Is that a, and see what okay, happens so then, is you can get the credit report for free or for a dollar or whatever, but. It renews each and every month at almost thirty dollars a month. You know, and I think the they, they uh, didn't th explain that. <laughs> I think the FTC, uh, Federal Trade Commission, should uh, stop allowing these companies to say free if it's not completely, totally free with absolutely no additional obligations. Because people who don't read the fine print get pulled into these things, and I think it's terrible. You know, if it's free, it's free. But it, you know, it's like saying it's free if you buy, you know, a car. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the Federal Trade yeah. Commission works very slowly at going yeah. after things. I mean, I go on, uh, look on Craigslist, and I am not a big believer in the use of Craigslist, but I see a lot of, like, credit repair companies that, you know, are offering these miracle things, and I know they're lying through their teeth, and yeah. I know that, you know, it's going to take years before the Federal Trade Commission picks these things up. I don't know why they don't check Craigslist. They could have a lot of people they could go after if they did. Yeah. Uh, limited oh, forget resources. It. I, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't use, uh, I agree with you on Craigslist. It's, uh, I don't find it reliable. But, you know, it happened to me, I mean, not that it was fraudulent, but, you know, I told you I'm an insomniac. I don't sleep. So I was listening to some infomercial that says, you know, this cream, it's great, blah, blah, blah. And, um, so I said, oh, what the hell, I'll try it. And I did, and it came, and I didn't really, I don't know what it, I have every cream possible because I love cream, and I like my skin to be soft. But anyhow, I, uh, what happened was it, 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 it came, and then it, every month. Every month got, you got another I must bill. have hundreds of them. I said, like, and, and now I give them away because I am too late. You see, when you get you busy, that what happens, I, you have to send them a letter to cancel it. I don't even know where yeah. to send it to. Yeah. Okay, so I now, anyone who needs cream, like, oh, like, oh I have plenty. Try these creams. Yeah. Okay, so sometimes what happens is you'll get something, and it's, you know, you pay for it once, or you get it for free, and you don't read the fine print. Right. Or it's they like canceling a gym you. membership. And then know? it just, and then yeah. you have to cancel it. Yeah. And that's another whole thing. And a lot of people, unfortunately, like me, sometimes, like, well, you know what? Now, I could have canceled it a year ago. I By the way, it. Dottie, on, on that uh, cream offer, because I have a friend who jam? got involved in it, the bottom line was <laughs> there are companies out there that sell this, and they won't cancel it. They'll they just keep, keep going, going. They won't. every month. Yeah. It's outrageous. You, yeah, you have to jump through hoops to get them to cancel it. It's like when I tried to cancel my well, gym membership, see. they said, well, you have to come here in person and do it. I said, I didn't even know where you are. Okay, I don't use it. I don't use it. That's why I'm well, there's something going on, and you know what? 
on the internet and you know i give to the police and all this but this is not and the guy says thank you for your donation and he must have sent me 10 and it's not the plea it's not the it's some kind of other organization and the guy writes an email and it says thank you so much for your donation and you you know you've done it again and i think to myself i didn't donate anything and he keeps on sending the same email and i'm thinking i'm not answering it okay because but i know it's a scam yeah, I just donated hey, to the I sheriff's thing, and I wonder if it's a scam, too. I never thought well, of that. Just, just so you know the statistics on that, I think uh, probably 90% of the money goes to the fundraising organization, and 10 or 5% go to the police. Well, that's not, that's yeah, not good. It is, it, that's not good. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I was uh, really naive. I'll, I won't use the word stupid on myself, but uh, I'm naive enough that when I first was in the city, some guy called me up soliciting, and he said, you know, if you donate X amount of money, you, you'll you get this big, when I say big, it's big, this big thing that says, you know, I don't know what it says, something about the police that you donated, whatever, this thing, and you'll never get a ticket or anything like that, and, which was BS. And it wasn't anybody to do with the police, and I gave the money, and I got this big, I don't know, you couldn't even fit it in your window okay and i was i was in long island somewhere and i showed it to this cop that i know and he said are you kidding me they just took you so you know look we've all got taken here or there you should should check it out but the fact is you're saying that some of them won't so what's the best thing that people can do not sign up for anything like that or call you first well, yeah, well, checking it out with somebody is always helpful. But, you know, people really need to do their homework. Uh, you need to look up these companies. There's a lot of information on the Internet. Uh, anybody that got into trouble on anything, um, like on this company, this Credit Update or Credit Bureau Center, they had multiple names. But the thing is that if you look them up, you find about five or ten different references to them mm-hmm. having to pay $5.2 million judgment, you know, uh, because of the uh, lawsuit from the FTC. So the thing is that people should do their their uh, research on, on different things and due diligence to check these things out. And I'm not a big believer in uh, credit monitoring services because what happens is they give you some information like yeah, you had an inquiry or you had uh, a negative account report, and then you go, well, what, what account? Well, you've got to buy a credit report if you want to find out what it was. So it just drives you crazy. Now, I've got to say in, in, in full disclosure, uh, I encourage a lot of my uh, credit repair clients to sign up for a monitoring service with Identity IQ, and they uh, do it through a link that I have that gets them a $10 a month discount. But they know that they're paying so much a month. But the beautiful part about it is, and the thing that I like it, is not so much the monitoring part of it, but they give you a brand-new credit report each and every month. So we can, we can speed up our process by checking to see what has been deleted from the credit bureaus. And that makes it a lot easier because a lot of times the credit bureaus don't always answer like they should. They try to stall out things as much as they can. I know, but now let me. But going back to that case, was the rental the scammer? Was were they ordered to repay five point two million dollars for offering fake rentals and tricking people into signing up for credit 
credit monitoring? Yeah, for the free credit repair <laughs> reports. Yeah, credit reports. Yeah, so uh, that's they, what they, they got did, a four, five point two million dollar judgment from the Federal Trade Commission because they had no legal right to be selling or, or renting or anything these properties. Uh, they had no connections to the properties, so that was out and out fraud, and they were making their money by funneling hundreds and probably thousands of people into uh, their website to sign up for a credit monitoring service, which, by the way, they get a commission on. I had a client that got caught in one of these uh, scam for the rentals, and, you know, they called me to look at the lease, and I started to look at the owner of the property, you know, on on the on the uh, lease did not match the public records. And then the person who was quote the broker, I said, send me a scan of their card. It said, uh, you know, rental um, uh, analyst or something like that. I'm like, well, you're not even a licensed real estate broker. You you can't even be participating in this transaction, you know, and it it all turned out to be a scam. Uh, They were just trying to get people's money. So it's really, you have to be careful. You have to make sure that you're dealing with licensed yeah. real estate agents, you know, who are registered with the Department of State. Always a good idea. And because if they're registered with the Department of State, chances are they're not participating in a fraud because they're going to lose their license. Right, Donnie? Yeah, now, let me let me say this. When you go to Craigslist, I'm not sure. Maybe, Jerry, you know this. I don't know that they verify anything on Craigslist. Because no, no, they, they don't. The, the, these co-conspirators placed ads on Craigslist. So... They're not responsible, I don't believe, if somebody puts an ad on and they're a fraud. No, they, they say or all the time they? They, don't, don't... they don't verify these things, and they say they, they can't right. possibly. So, they have so to be when careful. You go to, when, when you go to Craigslist, uh, it doesn't mean that it's, that it's even real. I mean, they've had rentals mm-hmm. on that are not real. That's why we tell you don't send any money to them. Or you, okay, so you, you're always better off, like, not always, you are definitely better off. Okay, go to someone who specializes. People try to save money here and there, and they end up. Go to somebody who's licensed. So you can, thank you can go you right for on, that. Right on Department of State and, and make sure that they're licensed with the Department of State. Yeah. So let me ask you, Dan, besides for, this, for that, what are some of the tips? Because, you know, look. I think credit rules, and as I said, whether you're buying a home, whether you're renting a home, whether you're buying a car, whether you're not buying anything, okay, credit really is important, and you should, and I think more and more children need to be taught about credit, too, because I don't think necessarily, that's another topic I'll say, but I think that we really have to teach our children more about money and credit, because I don't remember ever learning about that, not that I... But, but, but my, I knew my father paid his bills, but I don't know that they had access to as much credit cards. But what? Are, give us some tips, Dan, that can improve the things that we can watch and things that can improve or are good for our credit score. Um, oh. And I, I, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna let you hold because we have a, a quick break coming, and then I'm going to let you just give us a quick list of things that we can do or teach our kids to do um, that are pretty easy. I think we just have to stop for a commercial break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. We'll be right back with Dan Sater, our credit coach. (laughs) 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, we're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with the crew and our special guest, which is not a, well, he's very special, but I'm sure you've all gotten to know him because he's our credit expert, Dan Sater. Uh, he was giving us some tips for how you can, you know, you personally, and if you have kids or grandchildren or, you know, people, it's just simple things that you should teach them to do that will help your credit always stay good. So uh, you have some of them, like, yeah, as a matter of fact, you, you know, uh, home buyers uh, can do a, a number of things to protect and improve their credit scores. The first one, and it's always my first one, is to check your credit report. Uh, it's amazing how many people don't check it until after they start applying for something. And it really can throw a monkey wrench in because there can be identity theft, there can be mixed files from other people on there, or there can be things that were reported you just didn't know about. So it pays to pull that credit report and, and check it in advance. The one place that I would always recommend somebody go to is, especially if you're thinking about buying a home, is to go to myfico.com. At myfico.com, they're going to give you five or six different credit scores that are used in the auto industry, in the uh, um, uh, bank card industry, and in the mortgage industry. And it's a FICO classic model that you can only get from a mortgage company or from myfico.com to show what the actual score that's going to be used by your mortgage lender is going to be. So if you go to myfico.com, that's where you'll get the not only all the credit uh, you know information on your report, but also that FICO score, which is important to you. Okay, and, and, and let me stress this to our listeners. Uh, not that I did this when I was uh, 20, but... Even if your kids are not buying anything yet, let's just say their their rental score that's going to count, and it's just a good habit to get them in because the reason that Dan's telling you they wait till they're buying a home is because they're not in the habit of doing it before because no one's taught them about money or things of that nature. And one of these days we're going to talk about that and how how important that is, and uh, so so that's really important. Now if you if you you say that you should keep your credit within limits, so what is what do you mean? Your balance is within limits. Well, the, the, so there are two you... things that you're judged on that uh, account for about sixty five percent of your credit score. Your payment history, so you keep payments on time. Because in the mortgage industry, if your first payment is missed, that can cost you ninety to one hundred and ten points. The second area, which counts for about wow. 30% of that, is your outstanding balances. Uh, if you start going over 30% usage of the credit limits that you have, you'll start losing a lot of points. You max out those cards. Matter of fact, if you have five or six credit cards and you max them out, you'll lose like 125 points off your okay, credit. Okay, so stop. No Slow down for a second. Okay, so so stop. So your recommendation, because you lose a lot of points on your credit if you're maxed out. So you're saying, as a as a general rule, use up to fifty percent of your. Max? I, I would say don't even go above thirty percent. 
Matter of fact, you'll get the most points if you keep it under 10%. But most people don't have the wherewithal to do that uh, because they need to use their credit card. So I'd I'd say as a reasonable uh, limitation would be 30%. The second thing in that area is also to raise your credit limits. So if you ask your lender if you have a good track record with them and been paying on time for years, to ask them to extend that and give you maybe a couple thousand dollars more because you're judged on the percentage of your balance to your credit limit. And if you increase your credit limits, the percentage of your usage goes down, which gives you more points. Hmm. Wait a second. So if you – wait, wait, wait. I I know you're an expert on this, but this is just – so in other words, you're saying that if you increase your credit, that that you can borrow more, you've been paying, then – you you obviously have more, but you still should keep it under thirty percent. You say ten, so you have to add up all. What this really, what really has to be done is you have to take all your credit cards, and then you have to look at the amount of credit you're allowed to use up to. Then you have to add that all up, and you have to see where ten or thirty percent or where that cutoff is to see what you can spend. Right. Keep in mind that in the FICO scoring model, you're judged two ways on that. You're judged by each individual credit card, and you're judged by all the credit cards taken together. So you want to keep both those limits under 30%. And one of the things to do to improve that is to raise the credit limit, pay down your debt, or even become an authorized user on a family member who has good credit for a long time that has high credit limits and low usage. That will also help you keep that percentage down. Okay, but now let me ask you something. You say, like I I generally always use credit cards, okay? And you say use two credit cards if you're a definite credit card spender. Now, when I have, I have like five or six credit cards, and I try to kind of use one or here. And then I thought to myself, you know what? And now I'm also thinking that I, I let my construction, which was cost a lot of money, I let the builder get all the buy everything, and I paid him. So he could have put it on American Express or something like that and get all those points. How many credit cards should you? It should, is there a maximum number of credit cards you should have? And what if you have a lot of them? Well, if you, if you have too many credit cards, you may start losing some points. But, uh, and FICO has said this for many, many years, it never, never, never benefits you to close a credit card account because you lose the advantage of having that extra credit limit. So you've got to keep those active, and you've got to... Uh, but you don't need a huge number of credit cards. There's a lot of people that have scores in the 800s that have two or three credit cards. Okay, so let me ask you this because I know it's happened to me. Let's say you, you know, you're in a department store and so you have a department store credit card. If you don't use it, you can go there two years later. You don't have it anymore. No, that's not that's not how it works. If that happens with your well, bank card, well, they tell cards, me that you don't have it. It happened to me. I won't mention the store, but I like I hadn't been in the store in a long time because I just hadn't. And they then I went and I said, "Oh, I have a credit card there." Yeah, yeah well, the, the thing you is, you lose points if you have inactive cards. The the thing is that a bank will shut you down within a couple of years if you don't use the card at all. However, a department store, I've seen most of them will keep people open for like five or seven years before they'll think about oh. shutting down the card because they always hope you're going to come back and charge more at their store. 
Okay, hmm. so, but let me ask you this question. So if you're, if you're like, say you have a, a Visa, American Express, you have, does it pay to take credit cards with department stores, or, or should you just Well, not, not really, because a lot of those are, are uh, you know, are not looked upon that favorably by the FICO scoring model. So uh, as your score goes up, that will hit you, you give you some point loss, not a great amount of point loss, but it doesn't really pay. What you want are credit cards that will give you high credit limits, uh, and those are the ones that have the biggest impact on the FICO scoring model. That's why okay. it pays so to become an authorized is... user on somebody who has a, an established credit where they have a ten or fifteen or twenty thousand yeah, dollar credit Yeah, but that somebody, but that's provided someone trusts you to be an authorized user on their card. Well, you know, the nice thing about an authorized user is it kind of protects everybody because as an Does authorized it? user, they can take you off anytime they want. And what you're doing is you're borrowing their credit history, not their credit, which means you don't need to get the card. You don't need to use the card. But when it reports on their credit report, it will also report on yours as if it were yours. But what if you uh, spend too much money? Does it hurt their credit? Well, of course, if you spend too much money, it's going to hurt your credit. But on an authorized no, see, user, what about the person that's no, no oh, not your? Oh, yes. Person. If they max out that card, you'll suffer the same damage. But you can take yourself off that card anytime. Okay, okay, okay. Now you say that you should pay high interest loans and small loans first. Oh yes, so I, I would say a high interest, interest loan rate? is the most economical because that's where you're losing the most money because you're paying, you know, in some cases exorbitant rates on those cards. So you want to get those paid down as quickly as possible. Now you also say, and I know I've done this. So, you know, I had a bank and then I moved, so I never use that bank anymore. And I just had a small amount of money there. It says close your unwanted savings accounts. You recommend that. Now, let, let, it happened to me. I had a small account somewhere, and then I moved, and the bank wasn't close, and I just left it there. Uh, you say close those accounts? Well, it would pay to close those accounts and, and keep the money out, but it's not something that's going to damage your credit one way or the other. Okay. So that, that you know, it's just a waste to have it, but it's not going to hurt your credit. Right. Now, when you have a cosigner, okay, well, let's say you're – married or let's say you have a spouse or you have a significant other or your boyfriend and girlfriend and you have credit cards and you co-sign jointly on the accounts how do you check so you can you check the co-signer's credit well here, here's the thing no you can't check the co-signer's credit but uh, you know when it comes to matter of fact in my book the top 20 toxic credit mistakes it's one of the chapters in there about co-signing. You know, I know you love your mother, father, brother, sister, kids, whatever, but if they have damaged credit, there's a reason that other people aren't lending them money. So they present a greater risk to you because now you become liable for whatever they do. So if you are going to co-sign for somebody because you care about them, uh, the thing you want to do is to make sure that you're set a copy from the bank of the monthly statement so you can see exactly what's happening on that account and that you have it set up that you get notification when that account is paid because if somebody misses a payment it's going to hurt your credit score i know we're coming up with a break and this you know we're not going to have time to talk about this today but i would really do like to talk about this at another time dan 
because I know so many people that have joint accounts and they don't know because they don't pay the bill. Uh, they don't know what's going on with their credit card and they don't know if someone's paying the bill or not. And all of a sudden they wake up one day and someone didn't pay the bill for three or four months and it hurt their credit. So when you have joint accounts, you really have to have an understanding. I would say ahead of time, I just hold that. We're in the middle of a break, but I think that's really important because, you know, when you meet someone and you, you're in love. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and of course we're on with Dan Sater. We're talking about credit, and of course check your credit regularly. Again, we don't have much time uh, today to really get into this, but when when you get when you hook up with somebody, you usually get accounts together. You might get charges together, and so you're not in control of what somebody else does. So your spouse could run up the credit cards, okay? And if you don't see the bill, uh, then you're not going to know that they did that. Or maybe they don't pay the bill, and so you're not going to know. So you really have to have an understanding, and you can't be a victim. You have to, if you're doing credit with somebody, you need to make sure that they know and you know and that you're in control of what goes on as they are. In other words, you just can't be like like they were 50 years ago. They just was like, okay, you know, I'll just be the silent person and whatever you have to be in charge of your own destiny and unfortunately you might have a partner who may be a great person but not great with credit or has bad spending habits or doesn't pay bills on time so really you don't want to be like so many people i know that just get shocked because they had no idea because they never really checked so that's a good thing to do and uh, dan one last thing uh, well there's one thing that if you cannot pay, let's say you just have a hardship, you cannot pay, you're going to be late with your credit, your, with your bills, what should you do? Well, it seems like 99% of the people just kind of sit down and keep their mouth shut and don't do anything and ignore it. And that's probably the worst thing you can do. Uh, if you have a, a, a temporary problem and a hardship, the best thing to do, especially in the credit cards, is to contact the bank and ask them either to give you an extension on the loan period or to uh, put some debt to the end of the loan period. Or um, you can get a hardship on a credit card where for a six-month period, they may give you 0% interest or a low interest rate. Because once you start defaulting on these credit cards, instead of paying 14 15% interest, you may be paying uh, 22, 25, 29% interest on a credit card, which makes it almost impossible for you to catch up on payments and to uh, resolve the problem. So it's best to talk to them and see what they can do because they want to keep you as a customer and they want to keep getting paid and they don't have a lot of people that actually end up calling them. So it's it's kind of a novelty to them that they actually have somebody that wants to work with them to uh, get the thing resolved. Okay, so that, you know, now, Ace, while I have you, um, how forgiving, when someone's applying to a mortgage, 
like, isn't the time bef- that they should get their credit in place before they actually apply? Oh, definitely, Dottie. I mean, I mean, just having Dan on and just talking about credit, you know, we haven't really talked about trade lines, but banks require three trade lines. So these days, a lot of folks... Wait, say that again. Do, banks require what? So banks will require three trade lines um, on your credit history. Um, trade lines, did you say? Three trade lines, yes. So three different credit cards or, you know, maybe a... Um, a telephone bill or whatnot. So you need at least three trade lines of credit history, Dottie, in order to qualify for a loan. And some clients may only have two trade lines or maybe only have one trade line where they only use an American Express card. So it's important to know that you need to at least use three trade lines on your credit history as well. So, okay. So then in establishing credit, you're saying that you need to have, for you know, I don't use the word trade lines, but if but but that's basically saying you have three sources of three accounts, something you're paying on credit. Trade right, accounts, three exactly. accounts. Okay, yep. and so then even if you could pay cash, um, and even if you like to pay cash, which is great, then you should still to establish credit and have a credit history show that you're paying bills on time. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, checking credit is something that you should do. Um, yearly, annually, at least once a year, even before you even think about getting a mortgage, because you want to have time to, to dance point to rectify and, and, and really, you know, work on your credit. If there was a payment that you didn't know about or, you know, a small, you know, I mean, we see it all the time here at the bank where folks don't even know that they had a late payment or there's a discrepancy that they need to fix, you know, so you want to allow yourself enough time to repair those mistakes. Okay, well. so your recommendation is that they call you, and then you can, and, and, and Dan, well before they purchase a home. And even if Definitely. you're renting, I mean, even if you're not purchasing, they look at your credit. I mean, if you're a landlord, you don't want to, you don't want to take the risk, probably, of taking somebody who doesn't pay bills on time. Or may, you know, and you might have to pay extra security or something. So... I really think it's it, it it rules credit is so important, and I uh, I know we talk about it when you're buying and selling, but I think you should learn about it and teach people about credit well before they they need to buy a home or rent because then they have good habits already. So yes, yeah, thank fact, you, Donnie, Dan, so much. And what's the name of your the, book, Dan? Well, wait, one real quick question on that on this because it's important. The thing is that not only should people pull their credit report. But most people don't know how to read a credit report. And for your audience, if they would like, I'd be more than happy to do a free consultation on reviewing their credit report if they pull it and send me a copy. And they can reach me at creditguy at yahoo.com. But it's very important to know what everything on your credit report means. That is such a wonderful thing to do for our our, our listeners. And I really think maybe um, you could send that to me again because some people might not listen to this yet, but they might listen to it while they stream it or get the app, or they might not be driving. They might be driving and they can't, right? So if you send me the information, we would post it because what what Dan just offered to do for any of our listeners, and if you say you're a listener uh, to 970, he will, if you have your credit report pulled, he will take a look at it for you, Correct. Yes, and they can send it to me at creditguy at yahoo.com. 
creditguy at yahoo.com. Yes, just to be sure they include their phone number so I can call them back and go over it with them. Okay, so include the information on how to get back or how he can call you. Uh, but that's really great of you to do. And another, uh, I, I really have to say that. And truthfully, everyone should do that. Everyone should do that. Thank you, Dan. We only have five, a few minutes left of the show, and I want to ace. I want to, we have, what are the rates currently? Oh, rates are at 4.18%, Dottie. So uh, lower than what we had last week. It's, but it's, now why do they go amazing. down? Do you know, is it because of the trade or whatever they think? Or, yeah, well, there's, there's they a lot go- of things, right? But um, I, I think really the um, global um, trade tariffs that, that's going on between China and U.S. are affecting the, the marketplace as well. So you're seeing a lot of, you know, just a little bit of uncertainty. So um, I think right well, now. Well, listen, if you're buying and you're yeah. going to be getting a mortgage, uh, this is good for you. It's ideal. <laughs> because yeah. they're actually it's lower you, again. So. Yep. Right. Lower again, have, so. so if you need a refinance or anything, remember, go to call Ace at Citizens because you have a little window where it went down. Yeah, and yeah, uh, we I mean, didn't think that was going to happen. So no, not that's at all. that's good news. So really, do that if you haven't done that already. Uh, so Ace, I don't think we're going to have time because I wanted to. Uh, someone had asked a question about. Uh, maybe you could answer it quickly, but uh, maybe next week we could talk a little bit more about it because I don't know. But they wanted to know how much. Like, there's a hard money. Well, what's the difference between a hard money loan and a regular loan or a traditional loan? About 2%. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's cheaper on a traditional loan if, if you want a simple answer, Dottie. But, um, you know, a hard money loan is usually a, a higher interest rate, um, shorter loan, loan terms as well. And well maybe why would you get that, a hard money loan? Um, someone that may not qualify for a traditional loan uh, may, may go um, through the route of getting a hard money loan. Um, it's usually a bridge loan, something that they really need quickly. And, um, you know, usually the interest rate is a lot higher, you know. Right. Or, or look, even with the bank, would, would it be fair to say, Ace, that the bigger risk you are, the more interest they're going to charge you? I mean, look, if I'm yeah, lending yeah. you money and you are have shown that you, your credit is good, you pay your bills on time, it, look, anything could happen. But for most part, you're less of a risk. So your interest exactly. rate is going to be better. So what Thanks. people yeah. don't realize yeah. is you can get a better rate at the bank if you if you look like you're not such a risk and therefore your credit's good. Hard money loans are generally people who can't get loans from the bank because why would you want to pay more? And someone says, well, I'll lend you the money, but we're going to charge you more interest and it's going to be more expensive because you're a bigger risk. Isn't that basically... That's exactly what it is, Dottie. So, you know, uh, the less riskier you are as a borrower, um, you know, the better your rate will be. So, really simple. How long before people look for homes should they come to you, Ace? I think think right at at inception, Dottie. You know, the minute you're thinking about looking for a home, the realtor, any any good realtor will always ask, you know, have you gotten any pre-approval from a bank, right? So... Um, usually you want to get that done beforehand so you know exactly what to look for, what price range you're qualified for. So. And what about renting? What if you're not buying, but you're going to rent? You still want to have that done ahead of time to make sure you want to have your your credit report. You want to go to get your FICA score, make sure that's all 
Good. And if there's any problems, you know, call Dan and he'll fix it for you. Um, so, listen, it's going to be a wonderful weekend. Hope you enjoy and make sure you take plenty of water. Uh, but it's going to be a nice weekend and we'll be back next week. Have a great weekend and thanks for listening from all of us at Iron Real Estate. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.